Charge podcast by me, Ed Sugars, live from the Swoon Studio in Chennai. Okay. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Dip Charge. Hello, <laughs> all. Um, yeah, sorry we've been away for so long. Been a little bit busy. Yeah, it's just hectic. It's really hectic. Uh, I like it. Maybe um, I'm getting ready for the uh, Northgate album project. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting on Monday. So exciting! Very exciting. I think it will be very time intensive. <laughs> yeah, I know you're gonna by hook or by crook get a good result out of all of those bands. That's what I feel. Well, either that, or the they get, to do it. Either, either that, they get kicked out of uh, everything. <laughs> Man, I even lay down laws—not <laughs> rules, but laws. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a three major laws in there that it's like nobody will, you know, could fucked up with. Oh yeah. Yeah. What Number one, uh, the band or the member cannot be late. Cannot be late. Cannot be late. Yeah, for the recording time. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. If you come late by even like one minute or five, you know don't, whatever. Don't come. Don't come. Just like the whole band, just leave. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because I'm not gonna argue. There's no time for argument. Like they can take that with with the board. They can take the uh, the the incident or whatever thing that happened during the recording to the board, but I'm not gonna solve anything that is not, you know, album related, yeah. sounds wise. Yeah, right. Because I don't have time for this shit. You know? First of all, I'm here on time. I'm here before time. So, you know it's No, I think in this in this case, like a sixteen band. Exactly. How are you gonna, how are you gonna cover that shit? Yeah, need military style oh, discipline. Oh, you need man. some discipline. Yeah. This it's <laughs> like yeah. That and that's like the first law. <laughs> <laughs> like you cannot come late or just you know and there's no argument second you cannot cause uh what is that word i'm trying to <laughs> because i i wrote it in thai you cannot cause a uh, uh an uneasy i mean you cannot be like making the work uh, you, what was the word in Thai that you had? Disrupted. Uh, you can't. You can't. Dis- you can't di- disrupt it. You can't disrupt the uh, the process. Mm-hmm. Meaning, any any you know any shenanigans that you are that you you will create mm-hmm. that would cause uh, a disrupt in in the workflow would get kicked out of the studio. Mm-hmm. This is the sanctuary. My, the studio is my sanctuary, so don't come oh, and disrupt wow. shit. I can see it now. Like, in, there's going to be like in ten, twenty years time, there's going to be like a Me Too movement come out of this recording <laughs> session. Everybody's going to be writing books about how abusive LJ was. And you don't even need to have a book. We have a document. We have a documentary team, like filming all this shit, and they expect like to have like a a yearling. Like few day in a fucking studio. That shit's not gonna happen. Hashtag I survived LJ's, <laughs> yeah. LJ's production. <laughs> <laughs> and the third is like no, uh, no taking any hard drugs or any substance that will uh, disrupt or 
you know mm. the 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 production so definitely no no cocaine or heroin and all that etc yeah do you think lots of the bands were planning to do that if they hadn't been told <laughs> uh, yeah. actually well you know you gotta write this shit I grew up in the States yeah. you gotta write this shit if you know just in case it happens yeah I got you. I, I just hope it, it doesn't happen. So knock on wood. Maybe, maybe like some of the, like I, maybe some of the guys are thinking, hmm, cocaine. Should I be? I, should I be doing? It? Yeah. <laughs> rebel. So what, what's LJ talking about? Rebel right? rebels. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, I say all these things and they do them anyway. Hey, but I don't take shit. Like if they come mm. late, fuck you. Get get the fuck out of my face. Mm. Even if my band come late. I'll fuck myself out. <laughs> Put a fucking microphone in my ass and just like walk out of the studio. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's no double standard here. Everybody's on the same law. Cool. I am the law. <laughs> I try so hard to do a Stallone accent, but he, only he can do it. I am the law. I am the law. I can't do it either. No way. <laughs> no way. No way. Can't even come close. <laughs> no, maybe now. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's exciting stuff. And um, very exciting. The uh, I haven't spent much time there yet, um, but I'm I'm going to go tonight. But the Northgate thirteenth uh, anniversary. Oh, that's a pretty big production. There's like oh camera crews and like live streaming and yeah. uh, Who the have professional thought? live streaming and all yeah. sorts of shit going on. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah the sound wise is like uh, we're getting a good feedback from from their live streaming stuff uh, we put it through the um some of it through the top a sound system last night and i was like what the what it sounded good oh okay yeah oh that's good that's good to hear yeah i think yeah for live streaming it's so hard to get that kind of sound still to be honest people it's only 30 percent yeah oh man like on or the the sound that was going through was only 30 percent sure if you were there on on the first night of uh northgate and you go back home and listen to it it's totally different mm. <laughs> i mean my guitar is, is way louder than that for sure <laughs> yeah you know uh since the new sound system came along like i got to hear what you were doing like, much more closely because you like I've mentioned this a little bit before, you play a lot of stuff that's mm. filling atmosphere, creating mm. atmosphere. And right. to be honest, like even for a somewhat trained ear, that stuff's hard to pick out exactly what it is. Yeah. When you when you cut it out, yeah. the whole thing drops drops out. You know what I yeah, mean? But yeah. it's not like because it's it's a lot of it's atmosphere. You yeah. like I, because I was stood in front of the speaker, one of the speakers. Yeah. I was like, wow, you were sending these waves yeah. of like sounds yeah, like yeah, towards me yeah. and I was like oh I, I got more appreciation for it I had a chance to appreciate yeah. it like oh thank you man yeah uh, much more than bef when we didn't have this sound system yeah. you know what I mean there's a lot of details <clears throat> that goes into the you know to, to the what I do is just like mm. I I do my best you know you you I, I don't know I'm I'm trained to like just make it happen and you know if it goes through it goes through mm. But now we have a better sound system. It's just easier to get it through, I guess. Usually you have to do a lot of effort, more effort than most. Yeah. Mm. I think it's one of those things that, like, basically, you know, everybody's, like, feeling what you're doing. Uh, right, like feeling, on, on a, yeah. feeling it. Yeah, but feeling like it. actually hearing the detail is 
Yeah, uh, I I hadn't heard that much detail until like recently. Yeah, oh, thank you. It's like uh, interesting. It will get better. It's only now like we moved the mixer and everything. Like my sound is getting like to a basic state where I can do you know get more creative now. Mm-hmm. Before it was just like getting the sound at at the right angle and stuff. It's still not yet there yet, but it's it's getting there. It's a it's a good journey to. It's like you look forward to every Thursday to to make it better mm. you know it's just it's, there's no <laughs> what boring at ease like oh you know oh, it's the same shit it's gonna be no it's always a new new challenge every week hey, there's a lot of development going on musically here now I mean you know advancement like I was listening to uh, Ice the other night yeah, with um, yeah with Five Forest yes. and he's got Oaks effects yeah. and he was doing a lot of the stuff that you know yeah, yeah. some of the stuff that you've been doing I was li- listening wow yeah. he's like using yeah. all of these effects to create sheets sounds yeah. and yeah. like atmosphere ambience yeah. behind yeah. you know yeah. behind or yeah. the drums and I'm happy that yeah. they, they're picking up a lot of <clears throat> techniques that you know through to seeing you know and I, I don't shy away from like giving advice and stuff if you go to other places people hide their arts and stuff it's just like mm. man teach away it's not like everybody can if they can do it good for them you know it's not like everybody can make a fucking pizza yeah they try everybody can try to make a pizza it's not the same <laughs> it's never the same <laughs> try I was just listening to Bill Burr talk about making pizzas <laughs> yeah actually funnily enough in a podcast <laughs> yeah it is easy the basic of it is easy it's just fucking flat bread with a, a tomato sauce on it yeah you know, that's, what, that's what it is well but that's that's the whole thing isn't it like the quality of, um, <laughs> the quality of the bread yeah, and then the, the, the detail oh, and so, like you know when I remember like for, when I first came to Thailand and uh, got a pizza and it was just like bread with tomato sauce on the top of it and a, oh okay fair okay, enough fair enough <laughs> yeah no <laughs> that's basically what it is man you know, if I teach you how to play a C chord, you can't, you know, a fucking C chord, you can't play it like me, the way I play a C chord. No, I can't. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> I did, uh, like Jimmy, get, I've been having lessons with Jimmy and uh, he's like, was teaching me sort of, not reharmonization, but like to harmonize like simple melodies. Ah, yeah. And uh, I was, it was fun, I, got, I was getting into it. Yep, that's the beauty of music, man. Harmony is, is, it's something I'm always in love with, you know. It's always what uh, fascinates me through music because it's so much to learn mm. still. Like, you learn the basic, then you understand what the basic of harmony is, then you start, st- you know, creating your own harmony, which is not really your own, but it, it is mm. what it is. Like, the way we speak English and we put words and sentence into our, our own phrase and stuff and the vocabulary and, and shit. But harmony is like, let's take a word crystal. No math, but crystal. And, mm. and then you can reassemble it and create your own word. You know? Uh-huh. But it, it, make, it might not make sense to you. I mean, to, to the other people. It makes sense to you. I mean, to yourself. No. Well, if you if you were giving an example of language, it would be more like uh, you know, like po- I mean, poetry is a sort of harmony in a sense. You right. know, it's right. a sort Definitely. of very condensed words, and those words are har- harmonized basically right. to right. give like more meaning right. than the right. words have on their own. It's right. this yeah. kind of thing. 
levels of meaning. It's such a simple thing. It's just people making it really complicated, man. I mean, like you read the word crystal, but it's actually you. I can read it crystal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can spell it with a K, yeah, and an I, I, mean an I, and something like that. Yeah. Cut out the A. Oh, you can do all like, sorts of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, you can do all sorts of shit with that, mm. that, that word. Anyway, right. so that's just one example of it. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so, w- what are we getting to? Today, um, I have some. Yeah, I made some uh, notes, but I'm like, I'm kind of enjoying being back in here. I, it's weird, I, like, uh, it's I'm struggling with my own psychology. Like, I don't always look mm. forward to, I don't always look forward to coming here. The reason is because, like, I just my life is so disordered, and, uh, and I'm I'm like s- mm. not managing my time very well. Yeah. So it just it just is something that I'm like. Juggling, right? But mm. when I get here, every yeah. time I love this, you yeah. know, because because I don't have any other space in my life right now where I'm having this kind of conversation, True. and I enjoy it. True, me too, me too. I don't, I don't know why. Like I used to when I was younger, when I was a student, I used to have like this kind of conversation a lot more, mm-hmm. and it's and it's gone. The space in my life has gone for it. I don't know why. It's just like our life has been so disrupted by so many things. I man. think so. I think it is. I mean, it is like I mean, we used to have this conversation uh, every night at at Tapis when whenever we would meet there um, you know when you were less busy when yeah I was less like busy yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like everything is so thrown into overdrive yeah. right now so in a way I find like like today I'm actually really busy mm. like after this I have to go to Northgate and prepare for another gig right. but I feel like we need this mm. you know we need we need this It's just last week I was in the studio all week. I need a break from this fucking room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just like, <laughs> you know, too much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that you're enjoying the podcast. I hope you guys at home are enjoying our podcast. Yeah, I hope so. Um, we definitely need to work on some more guests because oh, people, definitely. people, 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 definitely. Love, people yeah. love it. Yeah, uh, uh, I think last week I went to Taipei's and some people came up and like even Yao, Piao like asked like we want to do a second episode <laughs> with her as a, the guest. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. Oh man, by the way, I tried her food. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, if you guys in Chiang Mai, you gotta go, man. You gotta go to Yak Yakajon. Oh fuck, it's it's good. It's yeah. really good. Especially, I think especially when Yao is there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's amazing, and um, it sounds like we're doing an advert, but uh, no, re- they have don't. really good wine there. It's like a really, have, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I haven't tried it. Yet. Yeah, no, um, we're not doing an advert at all. I, I wish we were. So maybe this will help us get a fucking Yaka- sponsorship. Yaka Jones Slow Fish <laughs> Restaurant. Yes, Tape Road. Yes, Slow Fish, fast coming. Oh no, just. <laughs> <laughs> The freshest uh, fish uh, around, possibly. The freshest fish around. That's true. I have never really tasted that. I, I had uh, grilled squid on a fucking yum like lam yai charcoal, long gun mm. charcoal, baby. 
mm-hmm. you know fucking omakase motherfucker <laughs> you, yeah. you know like now there's like this fucking craze about like omakase and shit what is that omakase is like uh, the chef's uh, choice oh omakase so the chef just choose whatever uh, he or she wants for you oh I like the sound of it sounds like a little bit oh like, yeah oh my God. it's really good omakase yeah omakase omakase but you know <laughs> some fucking hippies <laughs> trying to change this sh- not hippie hipsters hipsters yeah try to <laughs> make it into a craze like a fucking one thousand dollar shit going on which some f- some dish is really worth that mm. but I think it's just like they try to show appreciation to food you know appreciation to food but it's just like making they look like a fucking snobs <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't see me going around saying, "Oh, you must dress like um, a thingy to go listen to this thingy." <laughs> you uh-huh. know, or you have like you have to have a particular taste in something to listen to a certain type of music. You know, you know what? Like, though we all have a little bit of snobbery in us, I think. I, I own I'm prepared, it. I'm prepared to own up to. Yeah, some. I own it. I mean, yeah, I'm a snob. Yeah, so what? You know, but <laughs> don't don't be like pretentious about it. You know, yeah, I don't like pretentious shit. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, well, it comes to what we're going to. Okay, so to getting to the topic, like um, okay. the the idea is, um, you know, I was reading this psychology article and uh, thinking about why we do things. What what do we do anything for? Mm. And um, I think that maybe. This resonates with me because I've never had a, like a particularly strong, clear idea of what I wanted to do in life, or just, uh, or a lot of like desires have dropped away from me like over the mm. course of my life. There's just not that many things I can say clearly that I want. Um, yeah. To be honest, I'm 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 meeting, I'm seeing a lot of people that that I I thought they would know, but they actually don't. They're still searching. Especially the youngsters, man. I mean, I feel like, wow. Then mm. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I think that this is a natural because the. I almost. I mean, this is almost my conclusion. So I'm getting to it at the beginning, but I almost feel like that the, you know, we humans are different from. Different from other species, just in this in this like question of. We, we're like seeking. If we're looking for anything, at all, if we want anything at all, it's we want to find out what we should want or what we we want to find out what we want. It's a, it's a meta kind of thing that we have going on. Don't does that make any sense? I yeah, mean, it makes sense. But I think it's you. You kind of concluded too fast. I don't think it's a conclusion at all. It's well, a beginning. No. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, for example, you know, you can. Uh, always hear if you listen to people talking, people questioning themselves. Yeah, what, am sure. I, what am I? What do I want? Am I doing the right thing? I thought this was what I wanted, and yeah. it hasn't turned out to be, you know, uh, yeah. fulfilling or something or other. A lot of time, I think people are just wasting their time questioning things that they don't really want an answer to. Um, to be honest, I mean, from what I see, anyway. I mean, I used to be that guy. I used to question so many things. I used to ask. Some really stupid question that doesn't need doesn't need answer for like mm. why the fucking tile has marbles in them. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why? <laughs> well, I've mentioned before one of the questions that um, used to occur to me when I first came to Thailand is, oh, do I want to live here? Where do I want to live? And that I now feel is kind of a stupid question and beside the point. And when I hear it, I recognize like my, when I hear it uh, from mm. other people, I recognize my earlier self in it. Um, you know, we sort of make connections with a place or with people and it mm. doesn't, it do, and the connections we make don't come from the answer to a question like, where do I want to live? Or mm. is this the best place to live? Or is this the best thing to do? It's not. We, life surprises us you know we, we are in places and we'll Definitely. be inspired by something we'll meet someone yeah. and we realize oh I, I enjoy the connection with this yeah. person talking to this person being with this, these people you know and, th and those kind of things um, you can't predict where those are going to happen mm. I mean true I, I saw this ridiculous film Uh, which I enjoyed. It's like it got slammed by the critics, but it was like um, this, based based like super loosely on the true story of this uh, crazy American guy who uh, tried to like at first he tried to sail and then he tried to paraglide to Pakistan to capture Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage plays him. I love, I love Nicholas Cage. Oh, and it's on, I mean it's on Netflix. I've forgotten the title of the film, but anyway, this guy. So he's like a American ultra sort of person he believes america is the best place in the world and he and this is, he did the guy really went over to pakistan and really tried to capture on his own osama bin laden oh man i'm not kidding <laughs> but that's cool but when he was over there uh, you know he, he was like america's the best america's yeah, the greatest. yeah but he was a very unusual guy and he connected with the people he met in pakistan mm. and when he came back And this is the not just the character, but the real guy. He said, "I never met such hum humble, wonderful people in my life." Yeah, um, which is that's you can't expect this kind of stuff if you grew up right. with one kind of brainwashing, one kind oh of conditioning. God. You can't expect what you're going to find yeah. if you go to live in Thailand or yeah. Burma or Pakistan. Definitely. You're never going to expect Definitely. it. It's just impossible. Definitely. I know what you mean, man, and it's. I think it resonates. Right, this this is the first time I heard about this movie, but this resonates so much of what is going on of people who never travel abroad mm. and just living in a fucking box, thinking yeah. like this is it. You know, Japan is 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 broadening themselves. You know, and, uh, Korea, the, and Korea too, right? Co or definitely Korea. Very They much, brought, so. very much so that uh, I think the new generation doesn't want to live in Korea anymore. Like. From what I read, is about 70-80% doesn't want to live in Korea. They mm. want to leave Korea and live elsewhere. Yeah, this is, I'm talking about like new generation, like 20 yeah, to 30, yeah, okay. you know? Well, I see the same thing from some Chinese people as well. Yeah. It's not, not in the same like yeah, level scale because yeah. it, they're newer to the outside yeah. world, but yeah. I also sense the same thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, you, everybody should travel. They should. Wow. Really, yeah. because it's almost like an obligation because we're you're going to be in this world you're going to be exposed like constantly to the outside world mm. in terms of like True. from from media True. but what you get from that media will never be a proper understanding it'll just be like so this true, very man. warped understanding so true. so true man you know having said like you know people say bad shit about america and all that shit but there's some good sides there's some really wonderful oh, sure. side 
outside of what is going on in the media and mm. it, that's the one of the reason I'm still like you know I still love and appreciate and still grateful for have grown up in, in Nashville even though the media label is a fucking Republican state and shit like that but let's be honest here you know like why why is why do we talk about all the hate all the time you know like mm. we're just picking like a fucking political you know ideology and just making like people hate each other i don't i don't understand this people should be able to have their own uh points of view and be able to share them without like being bullied or being condemned you know mm -hmm. as long as not like you know not like what's that word um trying to discredit or not discredit trying to Discourage. take away take away humanity you know oh uh, yeah you uh, know what is that word right dehumanize whatever. yeah um you know the human rights mm. you know not like uh discriminate right yeah or harass other people that word that that should never be tolerated we should not harass each other you know mm. and it's so true that okay republican harass uh uh you know the protest or whatever or but i mean come on the democrat do the same thing they just do it differently so yeah in, in a different point of view mm. yeah um is there's some ugly stuff going on in lots of places in america i'm like and in europe right now um every place man yeah no every place exactly no but what my point was going to be that um there's always been ugly stuff going on but now mm. we uh the the distant like it happens right now so you the, you have a sense of immediacy even though you haven't experienced it like directly firsthand it's just come through the media to you right right some story some yeah. horrific act of violence or wh yeah. whatever it is someone getting killed um and it comes straight to you in seconds mm. affects you in the in the moment and everybody like you know shares it can can share in the injustices etc right, right. so on the one hand there's a there's a positive to that in other words things can be resisted like quite quickly but on the negative is that that we start to feel that the world is worse than it actually is right you know what i mean because right. not everybody right like right you know not everybody is like that like, right. you know they're so true man um, that's the dangerous side that's this uh you know the slope the slippery slope right mm -hmm. there it's like you can it can cause depression and shit like that just so you know we're not talking here to make you depressed we're, we're, we're talking here to make you feel like all the shit that's going on in the media and around you it's it's not real you know it's not it's not something that you need to make you feel bad it's there it's just there but you're not part of it you know I don't think you're part of it I don't think people are part of of what is going on in the hate right now at least mm. the people that are listening now if you are part of it just do the best you can to like you know be be grateful of your life and just like love one another you know just 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 don't 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 stick to hate mm. well one thing that like I like about this kind of conversation and I also see it like on a lot of uh podcasts especially is you you know when i said earlier that um i used to have this kind of conversation when mm -hmm. i was younger there was mm -hmm. a difference the difference was 
that I'd grown up in this like uh, European mode of thinking, which was very antagonistic. So, mm-hmm. that, so that right. it was fun to debate, right. and but, right. but it was very confrontational, very, argumentative. Very, yeah, you know, yeah, this like strong belief in that dialectical argument or something. You know, where, whereas this, I feel like, is us talking trying to understand stuff together yeah, not definitely. like not saying you no no you're wrong right, it's like right, this or right, i'm wrong it's like that right. it's it's more like yeah we're talking about shit trying to come to an understanding yeah. for ourselves yeah maybe uh, maybe it'll spark. mostly it has to be that i mean yeah. that's why we talk to actually that's why we talk and listen mostly people don't really listen mm-hmm. i think we we try to listen we want to hear what people are thinking I tr- yeah, this is a good point. I try to listen, and sometimes it's frustrating when, oh, I, when, when, when I listen back to our <laughs> podcast. I realize, oh shit, I didn't fully hear what LJ was saying there. Some, sometimes that happens. It happens. You know what I mean? It like happens. It, it's uh, yeah, listening is the is the is a much harder thing than you uh, right realize. Really Actually, listen. that's how you learn. Mm. It's not about you talking; it's about you listening. You talk only to project what you have learned. Mm. You can only learn by listening and understanding it and do it. That's how you learn. But a lot of people just fail at the first step. You don't listen. Mm. If you don't listen, then, well, <laughs> you can't do shit. You can just wing it. Well, not wing it. You can't even wing it. You're just guessing. Guessing on what's going on. Um, right. Lis- listening also is uh, it's less passive than people think oh like definitely much right. less passive because if you're really listening mm. you have a possibility of drawing something out of the person speaking true, that true. they never knew was in there true that's the power of like that can be true. the power of like listening that's actually the how you help a, a patient in a psychology you know? right you listen then you understand then you see you know the knots and artists thing in 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 oneself and you try to uh, do it. It's just hard for people n- to do it themselves. I think it's hard for people to, and scared. I think people are scared to be entwined with themselves. They are scared to be one with themselves. Scared of so. uh, I think so. How do you mean? I think so. Do you, I think people are scared of their thoughts. A lot of people are scared of their thoughts more than you think. We we sometimes scare ourselves with our. Give thoughts. me an example. You know, I mean, sometimes you think of like brutal shit, right uh, out of the bat. Right. Sometimes you think of like the worst case scenario in your life okay. that will occur. You think about death. True, you true, think true. about you know all these things that just make your uh, life stumble or stop for a while and just like oh shit, oh that shit could happen, you know. But to be honest, I mean that's. If you if you are, you know, connect with your your mind and body, and you can truly know like how to navigate that. I think like part of that they call in psychology catastrophizing. You know, mm-hmm. when you like let negative right. thoughts run away with you, and you imagine the worst right. possible outcome in every yeah. situation. I used to do that when I was younger a lot. I still yeah. do it when I when I get to a project. I, I think of the worst case scenario that can happen, and it did. Already did, <laughs> and, and we haven't even started yet. I mean, fuck this shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, I should become an oracle. 
but it's fun man once you know like once you guess like it's gonna happen it happens and you're like you don't you don't feel too too bad about it you just gotta govern it you know well i guess you're talking about like medium catastrophes here because there's some stuff yeah sometimes sometimes it's like what you imagine it was not it wouldn't be okay if it really happened true but yeah yeah i hope it doesn't get to that I think one of the worst case scenarios is like I fucking hit somebody in the studio. That's probably the worst case scenario. <laughs> You're always imagining yourself <laughs> knocking somebody out. Oh, no, I know. That's the a, number of conversations I've had with you, where you I almost, I almost, I, I might, I might hit the guy. Yeah, I, yeah. Might. I, I might, I did, I, I almost did. It's <laughs> just like this close, this fucking close, one centimeter. Oh man. People think I enjoy being like this. It's not. I'm projecting this so I don't keep it in my fucking body, you know? Mm. If I don't say something, then eventually I'll probably go really go and hit that person next time. It's just not. And I'm trying to be the guy that doesn't project hate. This is not hate. This is like justice. <laughs> justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, people use this word for the, like the worstest shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing this in the name of justice. Huh. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Witch hunt. Oh fuck. Um. Yeah. You know what's going on in the world right now? I don't really know. Can you give me like a fucking clue? I'm so like, I'm so focused with my work that I don't really know what's going on. Well, I did see like, uh, yeah, stuff. I mean, you guys at home can give me some information too. I don't really man, know. I don't know uh, what is really going on out there. Well, man, I, I don't want to recap the news. Shit, you want me to recap some of the news? Seriously? Well, before I I came here, I, I read like there's this Thai thing that said like, uh, the fucking. COVID uh, infected is like 25 million already. Is that true? Globally. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, a lot of those are recovered already. Um, That's a lot, man. Well, that is a lot, that is a lot but it's, it's um, what do you call it? It's international spread. So those are numbers. You'd, how would it be less than that? It hasn't, it hasn't been contained. So, I mean, yeah, imagine, like, we, so. Have, we have this number for how many people have tested positive for COVID. The actual number of people who've had it mm. would be 10, 100 times higher than that. I mean, I don't you know. know it would ja- have to be. You know, the it would have to Japanese be. Uh, Prime Minister resigned. I know, I know. What, a, what an honor, on, honorable things to do. Honorable thing to do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, if you ask any of our Japanese friends who live here, they'll tell you that guy's an idiot. Yeah, but he's still resigned. Well, he's, but he's been in the power for the longest time in Japan. Uh, Not longest time. Yeah, no, no. I think he's the longest really? serving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's the longest serving prime well, minister in he, Japanese history, I think. Oh, uh, wow. Or second, first reason, or second. But he resigned. Well, he's sick. He's um, sick? Yeah. He, he has a long term health complication he's had it for a long time already I forget exactly what it is uh, whether he's actually got COVID right now who knows but I, I, he has some other health condition anyway uh, okay um, and, but and he's pretty old but lo- not for Japanese sta- not by Japanese no, standards no, maybe. not by yeah. Japanese standards but you know like Korean Prime Minister before resign when there's like bad shit happens but not here 
I, th- I, th- I don't think he's resigned for anything anything bad happening. I think he's resigned. No, no, no. He resigned for like not. He said like for not like not upholding to the people uh, serving the people. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. He oh. said like I resigned because I feel like I'm not doing my work respectfully to the people which is oh that that's because of health reasons so yeah probably yeah but still yeah, got, it's still got, honorable not like some other people that still uh, stay in the parliament or yeah, in yeah, yeah. fucking whatever that shit is well you know like right now there's this like dictator in uh, belarus the people are trying to kick him out marching in their hundreds of thousands and yeah. they having trouble getting him out i think korean and and like well south korean and uh Japan is just like always been like the forefront of like prime minister or the leader uh, resigning mm. every everything every time. Europe's a mess right now. The uh, the far right or in many places in Europe, like they're emboldened. They've somehow like taken upon themselves to like march on all. You know they they're attacking immigrants, trying to find it, hotels and places where immigrants Shit. have come. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, wow. but this is like this is. Uh, small numbers of people but the fact is these these guys are emboldened by what's been going on in the world you know um, aren't we glad we're in Thailand I am fucking glad to be here and we yeah. are just like Thai people are talking about like fucking <laughs> the government buying submarines <laughs> submarines yeah it's just it's like I feel like okay they bought a submarine and it's bad it's bad shit but what what else can we do? Well, I think that no, the biggest thing going on right now is uh, obviously the prime minister trying to stay in power for longer and longer, and refusing to rewrite the constitution and this kind Could of stuff. Be. Yes, uh, that's yes, that's right. Don't really know the details. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, I feel like you know, I've been around. I've been around. I've been, I mean, I see shit. And I feel like, I think it's a good thing that there's protesting going on. You know, sure. despite of whatever they're pro- protesting about. It's just they need to learn how to protest wisely and without, you know, they need to learn how to protest in a smart way mm. and not aggressive, you know. And I think that, the, the young generation are, are learning that it, and with it, the social media and things like that now you have to be very smart for s- many different reasons but one of the reasons is that um, it's if you get large scale protests it's too easy for uh, let's just say black operatives to deliberately turn those protests violence yeah. not, not even yeah. the protesters yeah. you know what I mean yeah, it's I happened know. in America we've seen it all around yeah. the world yeah. you can have il- infiltration by governments by other opposing you can have these sort of guerrilla tactics yeah deliberately designed to destroy genuine yeah. protest and yeah just so that it can be suppressed yeah. by an equal violent yeah. reaction so all of that shit's very dangerous it's very dangerous man i mean and it means you have to be incredibly smart or let's just say yeah you have to th- you have to be clever. Yeah, you have to be a little bit clever you, in how you, you do things, you gotta, that's for sure. Because you, I mean, the leader of the protest, uh, you know, when you start asking people to come out and you put an idea for them to walk, you gotta, you gotta know that you, you're now responsible for drawing in people's lives into a dangerous situation, which a lot of people are willing to fight for a cause. Mm. Now, we need to be 
we, we need to live, leave some emotion out this and see the logic side and the reason side of, of what they're saying and what they're doing and right and rightfully so we all we all have our own ways of protesting and wanting change i feel like my stage in life right now is to make the community that i'm in to be a loving place to be a supportive place to understand and see like the injustice that goes around and being able to you know strengthen our community so we can fight and give a sustainability for the people mm. in that I think community. actually I mean there's a lot of scope for um, women to play a huge role right now like I saw in uh, Belarus there like some of the protests are organized just by women mm. and I think the the smart thing in that is if a police force or a military responds with violence against women it's going to be pretty fucking obvious to the whole world that uh, you know unless those women had guns they weren't posing a, a serious yeah. risk of violence to like any to anybody yeah. and I, I think like you know and just in general as, a, as opposed to like young men being out there that can there's always like more potential for young men to turn violent true uh whether whether justified by whatever or not, right? Um, and it's just easy, too, too easy for authorities to play up, play on that. Yeah. Well, you know, in general, like women are just smarter than men. Period. Um, they are. Yeah, I'm tempted to agree with you. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, uh, generally, like speaking. Uh, since I'm willing to admit that my wife's smarter than me, yes. I may as well just admit that all women. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Save card, baby. <laughs> You're playing it right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably true. Uh, well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Women are smarter, we're just stronger. Basically. You know, even though, okay, some women that are smarter and stronger tend to be bodybuilders. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, but guys that are bodybuilders are sometimes really less smarter than than women. But some really smart bodybuilders are just smart, really smart. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say to that. Let's. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Could Me be. Either. Everything's possible. So what the topic is? What? <laughs> okay, the topic is right. Um, why? Do, why do we want what we want? So, for example, um, for example, why do we want, uh, you know, financial success? Why do we want, like, success to make a lot of money and stuff? I mean, I know that seems like a pretty fucking obvious answer. The, 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 obvious, the answer to that is pretty fucking obvious, right? But What? what? I don't know what's the, what the obvious... What's your oh, answer to that is? The obvious answer to that. Well, um, you know, the obvious answer to that for me is that uh, you grew up in a society as a young, a young person, right? And all around you are, this, is, are things that only people with money can get. You know, mm. nice houses, nice cars, stuff, mm, gear, true. clothes, blah, 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 blah. And naturally... Uh, because kids, especially like as you become teenager, you become like very sensitive 
very your ego becomes like very very sensitive if you don't have things that your friends have and all of this kind of stuff so it's like you get sucked into this world we can just call it the world as it is this you know capitalist consumers world and you just want stuff and so that leads you to sort of pursue things in life careers etc whatever it is that can make you uh money um that's the that's the first thing but as you grow older you know and you had experience of getting certain things uh you uh, like quickly realize that it doesn't necessarily make you a happy person or a very fulfilled person at all having this having this stuff uh some people depends it, it depends but some people take it to an extreme and just just uh, pursue that to like as as massive a wealth as they can possibly accumulate um other people sort of abandon it in favor of uh you know doing projects that they really care about artistic projects become a musician or become you know <coughs> but um like f- for someone like let's just say me myself i um i realized that just i stopped wanting most of that stuff it doesn't give me anything when i it doesn't give me anything when i get it more than a momentary thing mm. and uh and yet and now i kind of like feel like you you say it's you say it's <laughs> stupid i, I <laughs> did i <laughs> well you kind of did uh, with, uh, i mean and i kind of agree with you that i you know now i don't know uh, i still kind of don't know what i want or or i feel like i've lost lots of desires and not necessarily replaced them with anything except mm-hmm. this thing that i refer to as seeking for something you know it's mm-hmm. more like a seeking you know what is a value so i'm like mm-hmm. i'm seeking for what is it a value what is it that is of value for me to do uh and yeah so like even like i said it my con- mm, you could call it confusion or my question is what um why is it that i don't even hmm do like for example like i said i i don't always feel like coming to do this pro- podcast right even though when i get here i you know i love this this yeah. is uh, this is fantastic mm. uh there's something slightly a miss maybe in my head mm-hmm. that um hmm maybe i've ha- haven't put some kind of two and two together um or maybe i haven't owned up owned fully owned the things that i do in life i'm not sure um hmm you have any thought am i you have any thoughts on what i'm saying yeah i feel like it's it's really hard to to really pinpoint what you really want to do for i think because i think we all try to obscure the simplicity of what life needs and change it to what we want if that makes sense mm. sim sim simplicity yeah of need mm. You, we don't need much 
in life. Right. But we want a lot in life. And for some people, wanting a lot, you know, like you want so many, like, okay, let's put in a really simple answer. You, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Then there's so many choices in the menu. Right. And then you just start and like, oh shit, what do I want? Do I want spaghetti? Do I want like cow pot? Or, you know, it's <laughs> just like, I'm hungry. But, you know, instead of being like, what do you need? What do you need? You don't really know what you need because you want, you think about what you want more than what you need. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. People need to realize what you need in life and not what you want in life, I think. Okay, true. That. So, yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, exactly. And that's why I have been thinking that I really ought to get back to um, like a practice of music because it's not like, again, I don't, it's so weird. I don't want to be a music. I don't want to be a musician. Yeah, you don't need to. But when I I felt really like bad the other day, to be honest, like I felt bad uh, <laughs> after the Ang Ang gig, gig the other night. Why? Because I was so at distant from my from my horn and mm-hmm. what I had previously learned and have lost that I felt. Well, for the first time, I felt. Man, you you don't even feel like a musician anymore. I felt kind of bad. I didn't even feel like a musician anymore. And what that just that just means that I haven't like I don't I don't have a relationship with my horn anymore. I understand. I, I lost that kind of relationship. I so at the uh, at the same times I don't want necessarily to be a musician. I kind of feel I know I know that it's incredibly beneficial for me to have like this practice, this discipline yes, in my instrument. Yes. A few, if I spend like half an hour a day with yeah. this, with some, with one, yes. one of my horns, then that will help me tremendously. Definitely. And it's nothing to do with wanting it. I don't know. I, I can't find it within myself to want it, but I recognize I that I need it. Like you're saying, right. I recognize right. that I need it. Right. I, you know, I mean. <laughs> I think people knowing what they they need is so important. It's like the Marie Kondo kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Does it spark joy mm. <laughs> in your life? Right. You know, because if it doesn't, well, basically Marie Kondo is like about getting, you know, organizing your shit in, in your house, throwing away shit. Yeah. And there's this like crucial part is like taking all the stuff that. You know, you lay it on your bed, and you you pick it up, and you yeah. think like, does this spark joy? If it doesn't, you gotta throw that shit away. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically, it's basically it does come to that uh, simplified uh, way of uh, approaching things. You know, and sometimes you do something right now that is not really give you a, a li- uh, it kind of like really makes you tiring. But, but you you look at the the the, the success of this uh, thing that you're doing, and you know it's worth the uh, the efforts and worth the time that you are spending. You see the goal. That's what sparks joys that you know motivates you through life, right? To to this to, through this path that you you want to go. But yeah. I think a lot of times we get sucked into things that, um, you know, we. 
like Yao was talking with us about you know when she's got a project and she right. gets really excited and enjoys that like a lot of us sort of um, get involved in jobs work projects that um, like sound super exciting in the beginning and then they become sort of we just become a part of the mechanism of keeping them going yeah uh, responsible I, I for like them responsible for them this kind of thing and if if we were to ask this question Maria Kondo yeah Maria Maria Kondo Maria Kondo if we were to ask this question is it sparking joy in my life uh you we maybe would say not I, you know um, although um you know so I've been a, a little bit uh lately I've been happy with uh, super happy with like Tabe East yeah me too now see people i i'm not doing a lot of things right like people keep because it's not a business but i have but i can easily say it sparks a lot of joy in my life that's great man and i'm i'm happy i'm feeling it man i i i gotta say i mean i've been there when i had time now on on sunday and i go to top A's and i feel like man it's getting more and more like a place that it's just the community around it too Mm. You know, it's just even though I don't I don't really connect with the community around it. It's just nice seeing the community uh, flourishing through that venues. You know, around that right. area, it's just like wow, this is great. Like you have like I don't know four or five different shops there. That's just like okay, they you know they might not get along with each other or something, but it does feel like it. A com, um, what is that word? Communized like communal communal place yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah exactly yeah uh, that's basically you know an area a part of the city that was like formerly dead and has been sort of brought to life basically yeah with the help of you know uh it's not just a pure business venture it's more yeah, like right, a people right. investing their time and their I love know, in yeah. and sharing certain things like to make it happen and yeah and i, I feel yeah. it man i feel that joy that that you're talking about because i'm I'm a guy that if it doesn't spark joy in my life, it's just like oh fuck this shit. Mm. But to, <laughs> to be honest, it's like I look at beyond there. I look at the goal. If the right. goal spark joy to me, I'm willing to fight for it. I'm right. willing to uh, go through the trenches, go you know through all this like shenanigans, the hectic, the, the chaos that that you can see. But it takes experience. I mean, you you got to be able to to understand like. I think it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm speaking easy now because I've been through it. But I think it is hard for people to see beyond the the, the trenches and seeing beyond the the, the chaos. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what? Once I had this experience of um, let's just be honest. I mean, I was it was a long it was a long time ago. I was high high as fuck, <laughs> and um, I had this very clear idea in my mind. And I was like, I ra raced to write something down, right? And I wrote what I wrote down was like passion for the passion for the goal. Oh, interesting. That's all I could like. That's all I was able to write down. Okay. And it's like, and you've, it's what you're talking about. So it's because we people get very confused when we're talking about like, oh, the people have these phrases that have come from history. Oh, the end justifies the means, right? And this kind of stuff. Right. No, that's wrong. The end does not justify the means, right? Um, because if you can. The, you know, um, yeah, to commit atrocities on the way to some worthwhile goal is to destroy the value of that mm, that goal. Mm, mm, mm. But passion for the passion for that goal, 
like that's what you're talking about that's and that's what I'm mm. but at the same time like so you the passion is for the goal right the um true but you have to enjoy the journey yeah. otherwise you've destroyed right. you've destroyed that goal i think true true i i think you make sense i mean i think that's what it is um in in another point of view definitely you you're right i because i do enjoy I do enjoy the uh, the struggle. Let's, let's let's put it that way. <laughs> I enjoy the obstacle. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying there's going to be. You're not going to have to make some sacrifices along the way. Sure, Everybody, of course, of course you will. For the for the for a greater goal, you always got to make sacrifice, and a lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. That's part of live uh, living. Right. That's part of life. You got to make sacrifice, and some people put that word into investing. Sacrificing, you know, they don't want people to feel like, oh, sacrifice. Oh, why do I have to lose so much to gain so little? But it's not. Sacrificing is already gaining in itself. But people are putting that word into like in time investment. Mm-hmm. They don't call it sacrificing anymore. They call it like time investment. <laughs> time investment. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. So it's just like flip. Now, if I'm talking about time investment, people are thinking, oh, if I say, can you sacrifice your time? It's like, huh, I own this guy. I, right. I, I feel like I don't. Mm, why do I need to sacrifice? Oh, as a, as a, right? like a culture or in this moment, people are not very. Uh, But if I say time investment, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, what will I get out of this? Yeah. But if, if we talk about sacrifice, like, oh, okay, I'm helping this guy. Oh, okay. That's right. Something. Yeah, we're terrible with this word sacrifice <laughs> these days. It's not doesn't go along with our. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not. But it's true, man. I mean, I I sacrifice a lot, and it brings me a lot of. Joy, a lot of a lot of sorrow, but the, the it's Thai, beautiful. The Thai word for sacrifice, yes, yes, a lot. Yeah. It, is it exactly the same meaning? Because I always like feel something different about it, but I'm, it's hard for me to like uh, contextualize. You sacrificing is losing. See, yes, a lot, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is, but it's not losing. Then, but you gain. Mm. You gain another things. You see, yes, a lot. You right. salat is to to let go, right? Right, mm-hmm. salat says a lot to lose and let go, right? It's a really interesting Thai word. Yeah, uh, it is. It's just like two words yeah. m- uh, merged into one, and I think people undervalue the word sa- sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. If you own the word sacrifice and you give it to somebody, you give it to a certain journey, you feel more uh, grateful. People will feel more grateful to to that word. Like I sacrifice this time for you. I sacrifice my money for you. I sacrifice my my job for you. I sacrifice so many things for you. And then, but you shouldn't be feeling like I that word. That you own that person, you should never be able to own anybody. But you have to understand, like you sac when you use the word, like I sacrifice my life for you, I sacrifice my time for you. It's like you try to make an emphasis on like why that thing that you did is important, mm-hmm. you know. And 
And some people don't really understand that because people don't sacrifice much anymore. They invest time. Right. I'm I'm doing that fucking finger thingy, people. <laughs> two two finger thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, now you know, like. Be- because when I went through like the process of like learning music, because I did it when I was older, there's certain stuff that I sort of uh, realized, like a, like a you know adult would realize that maybe a kid wouldn't, and mm. you know that I remember. So now, like when people who are wanting to take music up come to me, uh, like I'm super clear to remind, like to remind them that you, um, what feels like pain for example the pain of like a discipline of practicing (laughs) that's gonna last uh let's say that's gonna last like three months between three and six months and after that it just becomes pure like pleasure that you like it's it's uh it just transforms itself Mm. you know but you have to you have to real so that's kind of a sacrifice i don't i wouldn't want to call it a time investment it's a kind of sacrifice to get to somewhere um, you you literally like transform something mm. unpleasurable into something pleasurable yeah. by your sacrifice yeah, right. you know like by your effort um, yeah. and and yeah that's really really hard to realize in the beginning because we think we really think wrong about it I mean basically mm. people go in there with some expectation of getting a result true and I don't know it's mm. uh, I was yeah I was talking to Jimmy and Jimmy was saying like now that he's got this problem I mean which is that um, you know Aiden is like already doing pretty well on saxophone and stuff but mm. the problem with like kids um, music camps and this kind of stuff is in somewhere like Australia they start at like 8 in the morning no kid wants to even if they love playing music mm. no kid wants to get up at fucking seven so he has to go straight to music camp. it just like makes it into a torture yeah so basically that, so yes. we like we have this like constant struggle of basically we do enjoy like the hands-on music like me and you we enjoy this uh, podcast yeah. but yeah. they're like fitting it into our life yeah. is the is the yeah, is the trouble bit? Yeah. Is the you know the struggle? Try to think of this podcast at eight in the morning. That shit's not gonna happen. <laughs> That's not gonna sail here. <laughs> like that, that shit doesn't happen. Uh, no, no. But y- you know, it, <laughs> this is this is so interesting, man. Because it's so related to what next week of my life gonna be. Because I had to plan to uh, put in my workout regime into my my day so that I can still work out and take care of my body mm. then I have to go to the studio then I have to work in Northgate so basically ideally I have to wake up 8.30 every day or every day that I have to work out so that I can have time to work out like at least like one hour a day mm. and then you know eat and shower and then get to the studio before 12 basically 11.30 so I have that timeline. But then you think about like, then I have to do like studio time from uh, noon till 6 p.m. Then 7.30 I have to be at Northgate to do sound engineering. 
Then I have to go. I, I finish at midnight. Mm-hmm. Then I have to, you know, get all the shit ready. Then I have to get to bed by 2 a.m. at least. Then I wake up and do the same shit again for the next five days. It's really hard when you think about it that way. But then you have to think of the goal and why you need to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. So you actually not sacrificing, and you really are putting a lot of time investing in it. If I'm talking about sacrificing, I probably sacrificed my hand before. Mm. You know, and this is another sample. Like I'm a guitarist, so my fucking finger now both left and right is destroyed. Uh, because you're not doing the practice that you no, need to do. Because, no, because... Playing too much. I, yeah, I gave it away. Uh-huh. I don't feel through my finger anymore. Uh-huh. Unless it's in a, you know, um, <laughs> one place. <laughs> mm. Nice. It's warm. I can feel the warm around my finger. <laughs> I don't see, I don't feel the, the tip of it. <laughs> I, I feel around it. Hmm. <laughs> That just took a wrong turn. <laughs> maybe, maybe the right turn. Maybe. Maybe the right turn. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. So, what you guys at home think about sacrificing, or what do? You, why do you do what you do? You know, because I know what I do. What I do. I mean, I just do it for the sake of love. I just love what I do. I enjoy what I do. You know, I even though I I bitch a lot, but <laughs> I, I, I I mean it's not complaining. It's just like I like to bitch. Mm. I like to talk about shit, like just getting out of my system. It's never about the work. It's about people. Mostly, what I bitch is about people. It's never about the what what I love, which is music. I never bitch about it. It's the people who create that shit. That's why I like Jiro. You know, you know Jiro. Uh, he's a sushi uh, chef. Yeah. He said, like, don't complain about your work. Never mm. complain about your work because, you know, if you love your work, you will never complain about it. He never complained about his work. He enjoy yeah. every process of it. Mm. I bet he complained a lot about fucking people that comes into the room or the kid that doesn't know how to make that fucking rice the way he does it. Yeah, I mean, I always think of uh, Muhammad Ali when I think about this issue. Like mm-hmm. you know, that he just uh, called himself the greatest, and uh, when he was asked what he meant by that, he said, oh, "Just the greatest." <laughs> uh, I, I was always going to be the greatest, and uh, when he was pressed, "Well, what do you mean? You mean oh, you're the greatest boxer, but you're not the?" He said, "No, no. If I'd been, if I hadn't become a boxer, if I'd become a garbage man, I would have been the greatest garbage man. I would have yeah. been whatever." Right. Which that's. And this is like something I I really struggle with. Sometimes I get it right, sometimes I don't. And it's like taking ownership of what you do. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, right on. If if you don't take ownership of what you do, then everything becomes you like you martyr yourself. You've become like a you feel like the victim in everything you're, you're doing. Whereas if you own it, then you sort of approach it positively. Right. And your relationships with people that you're working with are better, and you do the work much better. I'm not sure about stuff. that, but right on. Well, 
yeah. don't know. I don't know the relationship with me getting to my goal would make a relation relationship with people would be better because the way I see it, you know, music has never has never manipulated me. Has never uh, trait. Um, you know, has never. What is that? Betray. Yeah, betray me. Mm. So I don't know. People does. Uh, well, I get it. But, but what I mean is, uh, what I was more thinking was psychologically, if you um, approach something, uh, taking ownership of what you're doing, then part a lot of the stuff that you do is collaborative. You don't do it on your own. And if you if you kind of approach it, uh, okay, with a sense of like ownership of what you're doing, mm. then you've then you take a positive approach to understanding the psycho psychology of other people and mm. you, that allows you to work together better whereas could if you be, could be I, i mean i feel i feel like for me that's a different i think it for me is separate because i feel like to be able to have a better relationship with other people you need to have a good relationship with yourself mm. so for me It separates with what I love to do, because I separate music from from you know in in a work genre with people. I do share music with people, but I don't I don't expect feedbacks. I don't expect them to like it. I don't expect them to you know hate it. But you, I mean, but I do like if you I'm, I'm working with this person or anything. Or having a relationship with this person, I just need to be able to control myself and know myself. It doesn't have doesn't have anything to do with music at all. Yeah, well, you're someone with uh, really strong boundaries, and that's uh, you know, there's this psychologist, and she's a kind of like, I don't know, she maybe a motivational speaker called mm. Brené Brown. She's huge in the U.S. Mm. Um, and uh, she she was involved like as a researcher on. Um, Trying to understand what m makes people compassionate, mm. or you know, uh, so she sort of interviewed all sorts of. They did sort of the experiments or interviews with all sorts of people, and they found that even sort of um, saint-like people, you know, y yogis or uh, you know, <laughs> spiritual teachers. She what she what she found like in common with people who e even people who are sort of apparently working very altruistically was that uh, the ones who were happy were had still had they wouldn't have called it that but they had like you could analyze it and say that they had very very strong boundaries mm. and you you're someone with very strong boundaries so what i mean is if you if you step over this line yeah. with me that's yeah. it you're out of my life you're yeah, you could fuck right off or something like yeah, that you, true. so you that's that's um uh sometimes it like it comes across as like mm. brutal but yeah. it's it's it, it's right i mean you know you're right to do that it's in my uh, life yeah <laughs> it's my life and you just cross my fucking line uh -huh. so fuck off I mean, but, uh, why, <laughs> why do i have to you know why do i have I, why do i have to sacrifice my time for that person doesn't make sense Lot, I mean, logically speaking, why do I have to, you know, spend time arguing with this person, or why do I have to get it hurt fighting with this person? You mm -hmm. know, if it doesn't, you know, doesn't brings me any anything. Mm -hmm. you know? 
So I do have boundaries. I like breaking them too, but I just feel like we all need to be respectful of each, each other's boundaries. Sure. I mean, if you don't respect me, I don't respect you. It's so basic. You know, my feeling has, you know, has its limits, <laughs> or not? I don't know. It depend on, depend on the person. Um, so, just quickly, like back to this uh, idea of like why we do things that we do. Like, mm. So, I was talking about like you know, growing up in a culture, a society, and you sort of acquire desires. To to be honest, I this is maybe it's not true for everybody, but I think mm. in in general, it's largely true that really. We're not the ones doing the wanting. It, in, in other words, our evolution and the culture around us, on, mm. honestly, they want for us. Interesting. Through us. Through us. We're not the ones doing the wanting in most cases. And that, that's why this question is so fucking difficult because people assume, really? people assume, I want this. I want that house. I want this wealth. I want this kind of career. But I would argue, no, not true at all. Mm. You've just acquired that. You've just acquired that it's it's um, evolution, literally the power of like evolution working through you, the culture, society working mm. through you, mm. and and to the extent that it's possible at all, very very few people have really sort of uh, found maybe you know um, well maybe I don't even need to say that maybe I mean maybe that's maybe it's not even wrong to have something working through you but at the same time you have to like analyze it i would say like you have to analyze and say hang on a sec so what is what is working through me here mm. is it um you know is it just like advertising is it capitalism is it is it the you know the power of uh, consumerism or is it something like incredibly valuable in the culture or incredibly mm. valuable about hum- humanity working through me so i think i think that like Although you can't get rid of this uh, lack of agency, I mean that you you can't deny. I would say that like you don't have the agency exactly that you think you have mm, mm. because you can't control what has come through you from countless generations and from millions of years of evolution and from the society you grew up in. But you can like mm. you can at least al- analyze the origins of these forces and work out. Well, hang on a sec. Uh, you know, if I if I uh, pursue this, if I like follow these sets of desires, you know, mm. wh- whose bitch am I to borrow mm. the phrase? You know, mm. am I like uh, Coca Cola's bitch, or mm. am I, you know, <laughs> fucking Mercedes Benz mm. bitch, or yeah. I, you, you, mm. I, you know, you can, hmm, yeah, so. That's why I feel like the question it's not the question the question for humanity is uh not what I want but why do I want what I want why do why do I want what I want and that's the seeker in us and so I feel like yeah my my whole life and many like you know philosophers have said this you know man is like man is uh strives for knowledge it, it's knowledge Sometimes they say knowledge is power, but the knowledge that gives man a sense of fulfillment, mm. knowing thyself, mm. knowing. Yeah. So that's the most important part is mm. knowing thyself. Because I feel like I totally get what you just said. And I see a lot of victims. I, I say victims because I see a lot of victims 
that you know have been boxed by their societies or their community or their family, wanting them to go in a certain path. Being a teacher before has let me see a very diverse upbringing, so to speak. But funnily, they have this common ground of what you just said, of like <laughs> a certain goal that that they that the family expected of each uh, kids. You mm-hmm. know, very interesting, very disheartening too. Sometimes it's just like some kids, you know, at seventh grade are already thinking about how to make a lot of money, mm-hmm. so that it, they can bring family together. That was one of the answer, and I feel like that's so fucking sad. Like that's usually the opposite. I usually, know, right? it's money that rips you, families apart. I know. It was yeah. like, wow, <laughs> what what happened here? You know, like because you know why, right? Because they see that their parents and are making uh, uh, are making money. They work so hard to make money, but and the kids feel like the parents love money more than they do. Because when they when they wake up and when they go home, they never see the family. They only see the the nanny or you know pe- the babysitters, the people to take care of them, and they feel like, oh, so I have to make a lot of money so that I can spend time with my my mom and dad. So that's the core. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade, huh. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that can that can blow your mind a little bit, you know. That's like you you listen to that and you feel like, oh my god, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, you'd be surprised at how how a lot of kids share that common ground of of thought. Well, I mean, I just see I s- if uh, you know you might say like the the soap operas are ridiculous, but. I don't think they're so ridiculous because that's no. like it seems like they're a parody to an extent. It is a parody of what what it is, man. Yeah, it's people are, are talking about like how Thai soap opera is so stupid, but unfortunately, that's how people are living. Uh, they want to be part of that soap opera, right? <laughs> it's just land, but still they they curse it. But yeah, right. They don't see themselves like living wanting. To live that way and still, you know, do that. Unless the people be, that doesn't watch be, it. Because in the soap operas, like, they make it slightly ridiculous. And because it's ridiculous, people think, ah, well, I would never be that ridiculous. But basically, <laughs> but basically, you know uh, what I mean? Yep. Yep, I know what you mean. I'm blessed. I'm so blessed to see, like, all these things. You know, being a teacher, getting to see, like, how parents are so stupid to come to school. <laughs> and there's, like, they're, they're, they're demanding I, I once saw a fucking uh, parent coming to a, uh, the teacher's room and demanding, like, why is the greatest like this? I was like, bitch, look at you. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was like, I mean, she's not talking to me. I said, but, you know, being like, like upbringing with like respectful to the teacher, I can't stand that shit. It's like, whoa, whoa. I mean, and this this old lady taught me when I was a, a young kid. And here's like this new money, you know. Yep. I call them new money because like, it's like, 
you gotta have a lot of money to study in the in the program that I taught in. At least like one hundred thousand baht per per semester. Mm-hmm. That's like two hundred thousand baht per year. Right. And not and a lot of add-ons mm-hmm. that you can imagine. It's like fuck that shit. It's like who the fuck are you to come in and be so disrespectful and like demanding, like like get the grade better. It's like what. You gotta tell your kids to get the fucking grade better, not the teacher. Mm. Like, why are you like? I mean, you gotta question like, well, what did she did wrong? So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I turned out well. She taught me. Right. What the fuck happened here? <laughs> well, that, that, I mean, that's like uh, you can you know what's going on there. That's just shallow stuff. The parents don't actually care that the kids are learning anything at all. All they care about is that they get the certificate. Get the you know get the right, grades right. so that they can like go to the next step and yeah. then get the grades. They don't really give a shit what information you is know, being recorded in the brains of their children. It seems like you know. I mean, you know they, they do care. If you ask them, they they kind of they no, care. No, 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 they don't. And they're well, stupid. Maybe, yeah, because maybe right. you know this mentality come from the, all these new money. I call all these fucking people new money because they just got money from somewhere, mm-hmm. and they don't understand the value of it. They only see the value, and they seeing the kids as a fucking product. Mm-hmm. This is the true core and very, very disheartening. Is that they see people like parents that bring kids into like uh, that kind of prestige environment, where like it's only ten percent that can go into that kind of school, mm-hmm. and you you build up this fucking uh, chain network of like of uh, millionaires, billionaires, family in there. And they expect like the kids to be a product of connection through other parents. That's the core of it, man. That's why people, you know, pay so much money to go into those kind of school. It's mm-hmm. not for the education yeah, itself. Right. It's yeah, for yeah, the yeah, connection yeah. itself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not wrong. But to come and demand like the the teacher to be able to bend grades for the benefit of you know for the kids is not. It's not ideal. Those kids that get that will see like what money can do to a society. Because they are not stupid kids; they are very much observant. Right. You know, you in a community of like really smart people, smart kids, and it's mixed yeah. from a different upbringing. But then there's a lot of money involved in there. You see. Then. That's 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 what the teacher are there for. They are there to like scan the 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 core beliefs, the simplicity of what we were talking about two weeks ago, of what the the kids should be seeing. I mean, mm. I don't see anybody talk to a seventh grader like I do, getting into the bottom of why they want what they want to do with their life, mm. more so, and really listening to the core of what's behind what they're saying. You see. Yeah, and that's really scary for me. You know, I love teaching, but but seeing seeing a lot of these things and the way like the school runs and all the system that are going, and they they really care about like the PDA PDA, you know, the parent teacher administration. Yeah. Thing. It's just like they care about what the parents are saying more than what the teachers are are doing. You know. Mm. It's it's it, yeah. This can this can go on forever. I know too much. <laughs> I know too much. Say say a lot of things. Would you like to run a school one day? No, no, never, never, never. 
I I don't know. I feel like I will be. <laughs> I would take too. It just will bring too many guilt. Mm. Because I would see a kid and I feel like I want him to get the best, but I feel like I might have destroyed his dream to something. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be. But they say like that's how you make become a, a a good teacher because you know the responsibility of like taking care of like uh, the child's dream and mm. the child's uh, skills and ability. I feel like me being at Northgate now, teaching uh, young kids to to see the value of what they're doing is where you can be at yeah, most benefit. Of force. And they, if they fuck up, it's their fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. I don't need to sure. care. You know, they grew up already. You know, I don't need. You know, at at the young age, it's just it's just you gotta nurture in a specific way. Because I remember how it affects me when I was eight years old. When I was 13 years old, mm. getting looked down by a teacher itself, you know, like the teacher come to me and say, like, "Oh, what do you want to do with your life? You want to be a musician? Stop! Don't do it. You're not good enough." This is a true story. You're not good enough. You have to study long before. You can't get into a music school. Go think of something. You're good at English. Go go study English. That's crazy. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't stop you. Yeah. No. Thank God, I have a strong will. <laughs> I have a strong will, girls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's a, a little bit of insight into my life <laughs> and another journey. So, how do we conclude this? How do we conclude this? Um, I guess uh, you know. The like w- one key for me is um, that everybody needs to practice uh, self observation because mm, that uh, if you don't practice self observation, then you won't know what it is really that you uh, should seek, f- should pursue. Sh- what what it is really that brings you joy? Because for example, you know, like I said, if you just absorb uh, societies once and you know mm. neuroses then you may find yourself you know constantly like striving after all of this stuff that really isn't your own your mm. own ideas or your own desires and you you might not understand why it's not fulfilling if you observe yourself not everybody nobody people are not the same you if you observe yourself and find that um you know you get so much pleasure just from being out in nature or something like that mm-hmm. or wh- whatever it is you you If you realize that, then you can direct your life towards something that will make you happy. Mm. If you, but if you don't observe yourself and make decisions based on that mm. observation, then you're just at the mercy of shifting winds of society and mm, the money that moves society and all of this stuff. True, that's what I would say in conclusion. Yeah, I think that you just conclude my thought too. That's great, man. Yeah, look like. I don't know. I've been so advocate about being able to uh, be in in touch with yourself. You know, you know, you just gotta know your body, know your mind. Right. Your mostly. body and mind. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's why like I feel this. like you know, like the workout regime that I'm I'm going through. It's just like it's working towards that. I see workout as part of my work as a musician too. You know, 
It's part of my work. It's like I'm getting my body in shape so that I can perform the best that I can be. You know, I realize that, like, especially on or. If you see it, you you know you you gotta be in a good shape. You know you know Luis on that night on Friday night, he was playing three bands, man, mm. and it was two Latin bands and one fucking like shenanigan bands, just like <laughs> fucking. Band, it's, like just like, it's just like full of, like how did he? Well, he can run it, marathons. So I know he's, uh, it's he's like in shape. fuck, man. Mm. It's so inspiring. I had to admit that when uh, I saw you like uh, huffing and puffing at the end of the night, I thought. Hang on, you're almost like doing a James Brown here. Oh, really? Hard, yeah. Hardest working man in jail business. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, everyone. We're just one more song. <laughs> well, I was literally yeah. like, about to expire. Oh, oh, oh my God, man! I was, <laughs> I was gasping, you were gasping, gasping for air. There was so many people, and it was like the air was so, was it thin? It's just, it was just like. Oh man. I mean, I was. I had to go home and take a shower immediately afterwards. So I just I was, was pouring. I, I know. was absolutely pouring. I, you know, after that night, I brought two shirts. Like for me, like I'm wearing one now. I have another one in the car. Yeah. So after the gig, I would, I would just change it. Yeah. Like just last night was so drenched that you know I I I was so glad I brought a, a, a extra shirt. Man, it's just so <laughs> hot. Yeah. There was no fucking fan for the fucking musician. Oh, Paul, fuck you, man. <laughs> Man, fuck you. I mean, even the staff got a fucking fan, like a really nice copper. The not the not gate sweatshop. Yeah, the sweatshop. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's like a fucking hot yoga in there. It's, it's, you know, I feel like it's like a hard orgy without a, <laughs> a climax there. <laughs> hard orgy without climax. That's sad. Well, let's end it on that. I like that closing, okay. closing statement. I've got to run. Okay, man. I'll see you right. next time, yeah. guys. Thank you, and please give us comments and feedback. And yeah. you know, we're just happy to be able to uh, share our thoughts. And thank you so much for sparing and sacrificing your time. Until next time, bye.